Is it too hard to live the Christian life? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with evangelists Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay. Later in the show, you'll hear from Esther Jones, who grew up loving Jesus. But when she got older, she gave into the party life and forsook her Christian upbringing. You know, I can remember when I first received Jesus into my life, I thought, wow, I'm a Christian now. But at first, nothing really changed. I was still going out to the clubs. I was still doing my own thing. Hmm. And I can remember when I started to hang around some Christians. I went to church and they would sit around and sing. And I thought to myself, is this the Christian life? I was so used to partying and going out. And Hmm. to me, that was fun. And here I was at this Christian group and I thought, how boring. We're just sitting around (laughs) singing. Isn't there more fun to this? I think that, you know, there's a lot of people that maybe grow up in their faith and then over time they forsake their faith and they feel like, no, that wasn't doing it for me or I didn't really get it. But I know for me before, when I wasn't a Christian, the Christian life seemed so rigid, so archaic, Mm -hmm. so dead. But when I found Christ, I realized I was the one that was dead, Mm -hmm. at least spiritually dead. Mm -hmm. You see, the Christian life is not just a bunch of rules, regulations, or some type of dead theology. It is something that is very real. It's a real relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that is greatly dynamic, fun, and enlightening. Mm -hmm. But, you know, not everybody gets it. Because when you're following the ways of the world or you're just doing what everybody else is doing, yeah. it kind of blinds you to it. Actually, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, it says, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, mm. who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Mm. So according to that verse, people in this world, before they know or really know Christ, They're blinded by the God of this age or by Satan himself. That's another word for Satan. Mm. And what he does is he puts these blinders on and he gets us in touch with our carnality, what seems so good and fun to us now. It's in the now moment. Yeah. But that always leads us to a place of emptiness, a place of just a lack of life. Mm -hmm. And when I came to know Christ, when I came to that place and I realized where that all led me to, and then I found Christ... Mm -hmm. Wow, the dynamic relationship with Jesus Christ was so amazing. I loved it. And I'm just so in love with Jesus today. You know, for me, as I said, it seemed boring at first, but as I continued to go to the parties and the dance clubs, I started to feel empty. And it wasn't (laughs) until I surrendered my life to Jesus that my life changed. I didn't want those places. When I'd go, I was not fulfilled. It wasn't until I went to church and hung out with Christians that I started being fulfilled. Mm. We're going to hear from Esther Jones right here after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. And joining us is Esther Jones. She's a Christian prodigal, and what that means is she grew up in a Christian home and went totally south. She started doing drugs, was drinking, and was part of the party scene for a long time until she hit rock bottom. We're going to find out more. Let's welcome to the show, Esther. Thanks for being with us. 
Thank you for having me. It's awesome to be here. Yes, I understand that at a very young age, you were in love with Jesus. You saw him perform a miracle on TV, and you said, how could anyone not want this Jesus? Tell me a little bit how you felt as a child. Oh my God, it was like somebody could open up your chest and pour in a liquid love that you've always been longing for of somebody to love you unconditionally. Better is deeper than your mom, deeper than your dad, deeper than anybody, your dogs. It's a deep, deep love. That's how I fell in love with Jesus. Wow. wow. And as you started going to public school, you realized there were things that you didn't know that you didn't know. Tell me about that. Yes, I didn't know. I mean, they were cussing. I didn't know that people spit in other people's face, always wanting to fight. I didn't know that the women dressed like everything showing in tightness. I had no clue. I was like a nun coming into that world. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What did that do for you? You know, just being in that environment, going from a Christian home, Christian school, then being put in a public school where all of a sudden it seems like you were different. I would say it, and this is sad, but it tainted me. It gave me a taste for things that were not what I was accustomed to. And it honestly gave me a desire like, wow, this is kind of crazy, evil, but it's also got a twist of fun to it, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Right. And also you were being made fun of for being so naive. And that drew you more into the party life. Tell me about that. Yeah, I've always had a huge, beautiful personality. I love people. I love to have fun. So the debate that got me in is like, oh my gosh, I can have fun with no restrictions. I can, you know, sleep with whoever I want. If it was a woman, if it was a man, I could do drugs until I passed out. It was like a life with no self-control. And I indulged in it fully. Anybody could indulge with cocaine, with women, with prostitution. I mean, pimping women, indulged it fully, fully. Wow. Wow. And it's interesting because you not only knew Jesus at a young age, but later on, as you were in high school, you realized following him isn't that easy. And you had this Mm -hmm. thought that, you know what, it should be easy to follow Jesus. But you found out otherwise. Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of teasing. It was a lot of bullying. I mean, you see it today, you know, it's like you're in an ocean with all sharks, okay? And Mm -hmm. you're trying to be this nice little Nemo, you know, you don't know nothing that, you don't know that they're meat eaters. And so Mm -hmm. when you get into that environment, it's like, y'all hate me. It's not really me, but it's what's inside of me. People don't like Jesus because it tells them it's a lie. They hate for you to tell, it's wrong to sleep with men, with men. It's wrong to steal. Stop lying, you know? It's wrong the gossip. Nobody wants to hear that. Mm. (laughs) So I didn't know that I, just me loving Jesus offended them. Right. And that just started leading you downhill because at that point, it's like following Jesus is just too hard. Yeah. And that's exactly what I said. I said, it's too hard. I'm not popular, you know, and I wanted to fit in. You know, as a young kid, I was the youngest of 15. I always dealt with a deep need to belong. And my sisters and brothers bullied me. So I didn't feel I belonged at home. So when I got born again at four years old, I was like, I belong. But then when I got in the world, it's like, because of Jesus, I don't belong. I don't want Jesus. Mm. You know, I want to belong more than I want to be loved and to love him and follow him. And so that's what I did. I went to go work for famous celebrities you know, in the entertainment industry. Yeah. You started out as an intern at Nelly Inc. And you started doing promotions and partied with some pretty famous people. Tell me about that. 
Yeah, I started off as an intern, and I always say capital naive. <laughs> I was so naive to how the girls were treated. I mean, women are seen as cattle, you know? They're seen as, mm. like, the little things that you go down for the slaughter. You put a little thing on their ears. You ever see those trucks? <laughs> wow. They're seen as pieces of meat. Wow. And for the highest bidder at the strip clubs. The men are seen as cattle, too. They're seen as whoever can sing the best, whoever can look the best, whoever has the biggest mansion or Lamborghini. It all was a gang of rejection and prostitution. So I came out of rejection and I'm thrown into a bigger pool of rejection, you know? So mm. instead of me being accepted, the rejection went even deeper because the first time I met a celebrity was Snoop Dogg and I'm in the back and I didn't smoke weed at the time. So they're all laughing at me and calling me ugly, you know? And mm. so it pierced my heart even deeper. You know, it hit me even deeper because I wanted to fit in so badly. Oh, man. To be accepted, you know? Yeah, so you started and that's where all the partying really got crazy yep. where you said, okay, well, you know what? Can't beat them, join them. And I want to yep. be a part of this because I don't want to not fit in. So yeah, tell me whatever I had to do. what yeah. you did. You started smoking pot and what drugs were you in? I mean, you know, that's a gateway drug. You start smoking marijuana. A lot of places it's legal, but I started that. It just made me forget all my troubles for temporarily, <laughs> you know, for that moment I was high. But then when I got sober, it was back stressed out, back, you know, depressed and paranoid, feeling lonely. But then I got to drinking every day. Mm-hmm. And after drinking, it goes from one thing to another. I was high and drunk. I mean, literally, I woke up and smoked. Every time I went to bed, before I went to bed, I couldn't go to sleep without smoking mm-hmm. or being drunk. As when we were party, 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 Grammys, parties, party and Florida, party in different islands. All we did is party our life away. I started to look old and worn out. It feels good for the moment, but we always have to pay the price. Mm. Always. And you were paying the price, looking for love, trying to feel, you know, that comfort and not be rejected. You're having sex. In fact, you started promoting strippers and pimping out women and porn stars. Tell me about that. Yeah, it was all to be accepted. So remember the rejection from Snoop Dogg? I didn't smoke weed that then. I didn't have the right clothes. I wore mud jeans. You know, they had a Louis Vuitton. So I didn't have a Lamborghini. I had a Honda. <laughs> and I got rejected for that. So I made up in my mind. I made a judgment in our heart. I said, whatever I have to do so these guys will accept me. So if they mm. wanted women, I got them women. If they wanted water, I got them water. A towel? What do you need me to do? Promote your music? Tell the DJs? You know, I was a promoter. Tell everybody about the party. I became a slave to whatever they wanted. Their opinion, their approval. A slave to man's approval is what I call it. Wow. Mm. What a miserable place to be. And we're going to talk more on our next show about how that led to you just being very hateful person and lust filled. Mm. And you were bisexual. You were also witnessing orgies and being a part of those. It just kept going down darker till you hit rock bottom. And we're going to find out what brought you out of that deep, deep pit. We're going to pray for those listening. Thank you so much for being with us and sharing your life with us, Esther. You're welcome. It's an honor. Well, you know, I think this is a great story of how people really want to live for that acceptance. Mm -hmm. And where do we get that acceptance? Because that pressure to feel that acceptance from other people really is so strong Mm -hmm. for so many of us, including myself when I was younger. But you know, what I found was when I gave my life to Jesus and I said, God, I don't want the approval of man, but I want your approval, Lord. I know that you approve of me. I know you died on the cross so that I could be approved by you. Mm -hmm. Boy, my life changed. And I sense there's someone listening right now and they're saying, you know, that's me. I feel like I need to come back. I feel like I need to give my life back to Jesus. And I found out that the world really wasn't what everyone makes it out to be. Mm -hmm. So Jesus, 
we just take a moment for that person who's saying, I want to come back to you, Jesus. Jesus, we come back to you right now. Yeah. And we just receive you. We believe in you. We turn from our wicked ways and let us come back to you knowing you, Lord Jesus, Mm -hmm. and being fulfilled and accepted Mm -hmm. by you in Jesus' mighty name. And that's what's so amazing. When you receive Jesus and you turn back to him, he accepts you. And it doesn't matter if other people reject you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Join us next time for Real Life. 